It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. How are you doing? It has been about a week or more since I last recorded, and uh, I was like, I do I know how to do this still? Where did I leave off? I don't know any of these things. Okay, yeah, we're just going to figure it out as we go. Let's see if I remember how to record a podcast. Um, okay, the first word, top of page 372, is donative or donative. D-O-N-A-T-I-V-E. First form, noun from the 15th century, It is a special gift or donation. It's a donative or a donative because you're donating it. It's very special. It's a wonderful little gift. And you can give me a donative if you want to join my Patreon. Every month, you can give me a little donative, a special gift or donation. And then I will give you early episodes. And if you pay $5 a month, you can, I'll give you other things too. All right, uh, the sound effects to one sound effect today will be. Um, let's see if I can do this. Hey, the next word is also donative or donative or donative. Uh, do donative or donative with a long a sound in the middle. Uh, so yeah, it's the same word with a couple additional pronunciations. So this is the second form, adjective from 1559, of or relating to donation. Anything that's about donation is donative, 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 or donative. I think donative makes the most sense for my brain because you're donating or emphasize either syllable that's fine i don't care which one you do next <laughs> next is donator or donator d o n a t o r noun from the 15th century the synonym is donor somebody who is donating a thing is a donor or also a donator you see how that works Uh, We will talk about the word donor in the next episode. I don't know really how else to change it, but maybe we will. Uh, The next word is the first form of the word done. And, you know, if you you keep on using uh, the, um, the pronunciation that we've had here, donative, donator, and if you also look at how the word is spelled, D-O-N-E, you might want to pronounce it Done, done, but no, it is done. This is the past participle of the word do. You're doing a thing, you did it, it is done. The second form of done is an adjective from the 14th century. One, arrived at or brought to an end, as in one more question and we're done. No more. We're going to finish it. I can't stand all of your questions. I just want to be done with this conversation. Something being brought to an end is done. This episode will be done later. Two, doomed 
to failure, defeat, or death. It's done. It's, uh, I'm trying to think of what to say. Um, if a thing is, uh, it's just doomed to die, doomed to fail, like this podcast was when I first started it, it's just done. It's done. But I'm going to keep on doing it anyway. Three, gone by. Gone by, that's the whole definition. The synonym is over. And the example is, the day of the circus, Big Top is done. I didn't say that right. The day of the circus, Big Top is done. Long live the circus, Big Top. It's done. It's over. It has gone by. Four. Physically exhausted. That's done. You go work out. If you do the do the exercising the treadmill, the bike, the all the the ropes, the jumping rope, the the crunches, the push-ups, all those things, I I will be physically done and exhausted. Can't I can only do so much. I really should do more of that though. Number five, cooked sufficiently, as in, check to see if the meat is done. Is it correct? Is it cooked the correct amount? sufficiently it's it's very subjective cooked sufficiently i mean yes meat and certain things should be cooked uh, it, it, above a certain temperature so all the bad things have died uh but uh but yeah and then after that it's kind of like do you like it a little undercooked or not cooked very much do you like it overcooked well done rare medium rare all those great ways to cook things six conformable to social convention, conformable to social convention, as in, not the done thing. No, that thing, that uh, podcast where you read the dictionary, that is not the done thing. That does not conform to social convention. Why would we want to do the done thing? Why do we want to conform to what everybody else is doing? We have to do things differently. Oh, uh, this isn't entirely... Uh, the same, but it's pretty similar. Uh, I just started reading a book. I finished one book, and I started reading another book. Maybe I'll read two books this year. Uh, it's called Weird, and, uh, you know, just grabbing it, I was like, oh, well, maybe it's just a book about weird people. It's not exactly that. It's really about um, people who are one thing just because that's who they are, and, you know, either like race or gender or whatever it is, and they just happen to be in a situation that makes them seem weird compared to everybody else. And so in a certain way, they are uh, not conforming to the social convention. So they are not doing the things that's done. They're doing their own things. That's the things that they do that are done. Yeah. I do like the book so far. I'll let you know when I finish it, if I remember. Hee-haw. Next is done deal. Two words. Noun from 1979. The synonym is, I hope I pronounced this correctly, fait accompli. Uh, that is two words, F-A-I-T, and I think you pronounce it fait. And then the second word is A-C-C-O-M-P-L-Y, accompli. Fait accompli, as in, thought the trade was a done deal. It's uh, it's done. It's accomplished. It's finished. 
We thought it was just, uh, it wasn't literally done yet, but we thought it was a done deal. We thought it was, uh, it would be finished that everybody would agree to this thing. Um, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not, but you think, oh, yeah, it's a done deal. It's great. It's done. But, well, but now I'm, I'm curious what uh, the, the definitions say for fait accompli or fate accompli. Uh, we'll have to wait for the Fs. Doni is next, with the emphasis on the second syllable, D-O-N-E-E, Doni, noun from 1523, a recipient of a gift. And this is from the word donor, because the donor is donating the gift to the Doni. So if you donate to my Patreon, then I will be the donee, and I will give you some things. Hee-haw! Next is done for. Two words, adjective from 1803. One, sunk in defeat. The synonym is beaten. Maybe literally beaten, or maybe just uh, there was a sports game, an exciting sports game of basketball. And uh, the losing team felt very sad that they lost, and so they were done for. Two, mortally, yes, mortally stricken. The synonym is doomed. So it's like, oh, it's just it, the, the future looks very bad for you. You're stricken mortally. You're done for. You're not going to survive this situation, either literally or metaphorically. <laughs> Next is doneness. Doneness. One word. Noun from 1927. The condition of being cooked to the desired degree. How much doneness does that have? Is that how you would say this? The condition of being cooked to the desired degree. Doneness. I, I'm trying to think, do we do we still use this? I mean, we talk about how we did talk about how the food is done. Uh, what's the done? How what is this like? How do you want it cooked? What doneness do you want on your burger? Is that how we would use this? Doneness. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's almost 100 years old. So uh, we may we may not really use this one too much anymore. Hey, haw. Next is, uh, let's see, okay, it's, well, we have two forms of it. Uh, both are incredibly different to each other. It's the first form of the word dong, D-O-N-G, dong or dong, noun from circa 1930. This is usually vulgar, and the synonym is, yes, the word penis. The origin is unknown, just like dildo. Things that are penis-related. We don't know where these words came from. 1930. I don't know if I would have thought about or would have would have said I thought it was that old. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Where did it come from? We don't know. Maybe it came from... Yeah. The second form of dong. Noun from 1824. This one says, see the money table. Because it is from the Vietnamese word dong, maybe they pronounce it a little bit differently. Uh, so it's the Vietnamese money called dong, but I don't know if they still use it because it's from 200 years ago. 
Uh, so yeah, maybe they use something else. But yeah, still doesn't explain why we call a penis a dong. There are so many nicknames for the penis. At some point, I don't know when, but at some point I'm going to have to play the clip. Maybe when we get to the word penis, I'm going to have to play that song from Monty Python. It's the, it's, I think it's just called the penis song. It's fantastic. Next. Dongle or dongle. Dongle, dongle. D-O-N-G-L-E. Noun from 1981. I definitely did not hear this word until I was much, much, much later than 1981. Probably within the last 20 years. Probably post-2000. Definitely. It is a small device that plugs into a computer and serves as an adapter or as a security measure to enable the use of certain software. It is perhaps an alternative of the word dangle, uh, maybe because when you plug it into your computer, it's sort of sticking out. It's kind of dangling off your computer. It's not... It's, it's a hard thing, you know, it's not, uh, it just doesn't literally dangle like a necklace or hair or something, uh, but maybe that's where it came from. We don't know. We don't know fully. It's odd that the, it's only from 40 years ago, so you'd think that somebody would know. Um, I, I use these sometimes with work. Uh, I have one plugged into my computer at work right now uh, to basically give me uh, official registration information for a program. Uh, but now, these days, uh, I, I feel like you don't really see a lot of dongles anymore. I think that the, uh, they're doing more like internet-based registrations, or it's registered to a specific computer, and then you can like unregister it and re-register it to another computer if you want, instead of moving this physical dongle around. There's other types of dongles too, like adapters and things. Moving on. Hee-haw! Dong Kwai is next. The first uh, word, because it is two words, the first word can be dong or dong, just like the penis, dong or dong. And then the second word, kwai, is Q-U-A-I. Noun from 1988. The root of an Asian angelica used especially in traditional Chinese medicine as a tonic, analgesic, antispasmodic, and laxative. Also, an extract or preparation of dong kwai is also called dong kwai. Oh, that, there's a lot of things that you can use this for. Just a general tonic, analgesic, antispasmodic, and laxative. You got, you got a whole number of issues. Just get this dong kwai. You'll, you'll be good, ready to go. This species name is Angelica sinensis. Uh, well, this is from the uh, the Chinese word. It says it's from the southern Fujian, which is probably a region, so it's kind of like a dialect, I would assume. Uh, and it's their word, Dong Donggui, Dong uh, It's spelled a little different, maybe pronounced a little bit different. Uh, but it is, says it is or a cognate form in another Chinese dialect. So, yeah, uh, it's basically it's just from a Chinese word, dong kwai. Uh, I hope I never have to take some dong kwai, I guess, because I don't want any of the things that it's going to has to fix. Don't want those. 
Next. Dungeon or dungeon. Dungeon. I wanted to say dungeon, but I don't think that's right. I think it's, um, so it looks like it's dungeon, which is, uh, well, you know, let's just read it. It is a spelled D-O-N-G-O. No, 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 no. D-O-N-J-O-N. Yes, I am in my 40s and I still, my brain wants to mix up J's and G's sometimes. Dungeon. Noun from the 14th century. A massive inner tower in a medieval castle. And it says to look at the castle illustration, which we can do real quick. We already talked about that a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, I do remember seeing that castle illustration and thinking, ooh, I think I even said that's going to be fun to talk about. Um, Okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, yes, number six. Number six is the dungeon, also called the keep. And uh, it's a tower in the center of this castle. And um, this is, uh, it's a massive inner tower in a medieval castle. And it is a Middle English word. And yes, yes, you people listening closely, there is more at the word dungeon with a U. So it sounds like our modern English word dungeon came from the Middle English word dungeon, which is where they would put the people in the thing that we now call a dungeon. What do you do in a dungeon? Do you torture people? Do you hold people hostage? or jailed, or if you did something bad, that's the, where they go, uh, you put them in a massive inner tower. Next. Hee-haw. Don Juan. Don, let's see, you could say Don Juan. Uh, you could say Don Juan, or Don Juan. Uh, if you are chiefly British and in poetry, you might say it like that. Don Juan. Uh, you could say it lots of ways. It is two words. Uh, the capital, the, the first letters are capitalized. The second word is spelled J-U-A-N. Don Juan. Noun from 1679. One. A legendary Spaniard proverbial for his seduction of women. There was a movie, I think, called Don Juan. I don't think I ever saw it. But yes, this is... Uh, now, but was he a real person in the 1600s? It says legendary, so it makes me feel like he's fake and he's just in the tall tales, the fables, the whatever. Uh, maybe maybe he was a real person and then they just sort of heightened his, his uh, escapades in seducing women. But now, number two, a captivating man known as a great lover or seducer of women. So there was literally, there was the person the supposed person named Don Juan, but then there's also just somebody who uh, is a great lover lover or seducer of women, and you could call them a Don Juan in a sort of uh, slangy kind of way. Uh, it doesn't say slang, though. And uh, I, I am objectively not a Don Juan. Never have, never will. Don Juanism is a word that I did not know existed. Don Juanism, that is a noun. So uh, I guess people uh, practice the art of Don Juanism or uh, have Don Juanism is what I'm guessing. 
Next. That's a weird donkey. That's the next word. Donkey, donkey, donkey. So lots of ways to say the word donkey. Noun from circa 1785. Number one, the domestic ass. This uh, The species name is Equus asinus or asinus. And uh, hmm, it's like it's it's a horse type of creature called an ass, and it is domestic. And I just think the the definition is fun. The domestic ass. Does that mean that you know my butt? It's sitting in a chair. I tell it what to do. It listens. Uh, it fetches the paper. <laughs> uh, it sits when I tell it to. Uh, but then, does that mean that there are wild asses? Uh, attached to people's uh, backside and they just run around and you can't uh, can't keep them still. That's a, a silly joke from the brain of Spencer. Number two for donkey, a stupid or obstinate person is a donkey. I don't know if I really, you don't really hear people described as donkeys too often. Hey, uh, there is no etymology because it says the origin is unknown. We don't know who came up with this word donkey, and that makes me sad. I want to know who came up with donkey and why. And they kind of make a sound like this. Hee-haw. No, not like that. They, they, they kind of yell. Uh, we, we were in Ireland, and there was a donkey next to a pub. And uh, we, we were hanging out with the donkey, and it just goes, ha. No, I don't really know how, what the sound is. <laughs> Next is donkey engine. Two words, noun from 1858. One, a small, usually portable auxiliary engine. Hmm. Well, I guess they call it a donkey engine because donkeys are smaller than horses and engines are usually uh, described in in horsepower. So a smaller one, it makes sense. They would call it a donkey engine. And it's portable. Number two, a small locomotive used in switching. I don't know. Switching what? I don't know. I don't know my locomotives. Hee-haw. Donkey jacket is next. Two words. Noun from 1929. This is British, and uh, it is a jacket of heavy material worn especially by laborers. So, um, well, if they're working, they need this heavy material to uh, probably protect them. It's a, called a donkey jacket. Why? Because is it made from donkey skin? Is it tough like a donkey? You Maybe you feel like a donkey when you're wearing it? I don't know, but uh, that's, that's the donkey jacket. Never heard of it, because I'm not British. We have another British one. Hee-haw. Donkey's years. Two words. Donkey's has an apostrophe S. Uh, this is a noun from 1927. Hmm. So just two years before Donkey Jacket. Yes, chiefly British. And it is a very long time. They really liked naming things Donkey in the early 1900s. A very long time is Donkey's years. 
How would you use this in context? Oh, I haven't seen you in donkey's years. In a donkey's years? How? What's the context? In a donkey's years? In donkey's years? How many donkey's years has it been since we saw each other? I don't know. It's been a very long time. And why donkey's years? Do they live a long time? Next. Hey-haw. Donkey work. One word. Donkey work. Same pronunciations. Noun from, look at this, 1920, the early 1900s. It is monotonous and routine work. The synonym is drudgery. Mm. Oh, I'm going to work wearing my donkey jacket, doing the donkey work that I've been doing for donkey's years. Hee-aw. Next is Donna. Donna or Dona, D-O-N-N-A, noun from uh, 1738. The plural is pronounced Donne, Donne, and it is spelled with an E at the end instead of an A. Donna, it is an Italian woman especially of rank, and this is used as a title prefixed to the given name. So, uh, <laughs> in the previous episode, we had Don, which, uh, was it Don? Don, 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 Don. Well, we had Donna with one end, or Dona, which is a Portuguese or Brazilian woman of rank. Uh, there is Dona, which is a Spanish woman of rank. Um, and I didn't we have, wasn't Don similar... Italian mafia leader. Yeah, I think that was more of the the male. But yeah, Dona, Donia, and Donna. This is just the Italian one. And then yeah, I think you put their their name after the word Donna. Donatello, Donatella. There we go. Donne or Donne, D-O-N-N-E-E, and the first E has the accent that goes boop. Noun from 1876, the set of assumptions on which a work of fiction or drama proceeds. Hmm, a set of assumptions. And then the fiction or drama proceeds using those assumptions. Now, I definitely need more context. What specifically? Can you give me a specific example? Do I have to find a specific example on my own and put it in the show notes? Like, what? let's come up with a work of fiction or a drama, and then what are what is the, uh, the Donne for that work of fiction? Uh, well, this is from the French verb donner, which means to give, which is from the Latin donare, which means to donate, and there's more at the word donation. So these are the things that are uh, donated to the work of fiction or drama to make it happen, to make it work. Hmm, a set of assumptions. Yeah, I'm sure that I could come up with something, but uh, yeah, I would rather work on a, a specific example. All right, we'll look into that. Next. Hee-haw. Doniker. 
Doniker, D-O-N-N-I-C-K-E-R, or you can take out the C. Noun from circa 1931, it is the 3A definition for the word toilet. Yeah, toilet. And uh, Doniker, hmm, okay. It is an alternative of the English dialect word Dunikin or Dunikin, uh, which also means toilet or cesspool. So Doniker is another way to say toilet, but the 3A definition, whichever one that is, Doniker. I'm just going to start saying, I'm going to the Doniker with my domestic ass. Next and last word, hee-haw, hee-haw. Donish, D-O-N-N-I-S-H, adjective from 1848 of relating to or characteristic of a university don. Oh, and then we can just quickly go back to that one because I remember saying something about that. A head tutor, no, a head tutor or fellow in a college of Oxford or Cambridge University or just a college or university professor. So relating to one of those professory people is donish. Donishly is an adverb, and donishness is a noun. Hmm, yeah, that was all the words. Uh, So if you don't know, now is the time that I have to pick a word of the episode. And uh, if you you have any uh, opinions, thoughts, anything that you want to say to me or about what I say or read, you can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com, or... Uh, contact me and all the other like social media ways if you want. So the words were donative, donative or donative, donator, done, done, done deal, donee, done for, doneness, dong, dong, dongle, dongquai, dungeon, don Juan, donkey, donkey engine, Donkey jacket, donkey's years, donkey work, Donna, Donna, Donaker, and Donish. Ooh, I feel like this might be hard. I mean, I do love a good donkey. I might just post a picture of a donkey on social media at Dictionary Pod. I like uh, the donating. Maybe that's a good, a good thing to talk about. Donating. Uh, what else do we have? Done deal. Uh, I should have been paying attention to these when I read them. Uh, let's see, none of those, I don't think, I mean, dongles are useful, uh, let's see, Don Juan, not a Don Juan, don't think I can pick that, uh, I do like, uh, donkey work, uh, for some reason I kind of like the monotonous and routine work, like, even putting together a puzzle or filling in a numbers in a spreadsheet or something, for some reason I kind of like the donkey work, I don't want to do it all the time, but I don't mind it, totally, Mm, let's see. Uh, that one's confusing. The toilet one was funny. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, let's pick uh, let's pick donator as the word of the episode because I think I've said this before. I think that we should all try to be better donators to uh, people who need it. And uh, it, you know, the first thing is money. If you don't got the money, then maybe you can donate uh, time or you can make something or uh, something like that. Um, be a donator. 
What have you got to donate to the donee? You're also called a donor. Donator. Donator. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that was good. That was just fine. Uh, we picked a word and we get, got through all the words and we had some fun and we learned some things and we said some silly things as well. Uh, so that is the end of the dictionary part and I will just quickly say a couple of things. Uh, oh, we watched a movie last night called From the Head. Uh, this is a uh, an adult movie. I think it's like PG-13. I don't think it's R. I don't remember. Uh, but it was made by, written, directed, and starred by a guy named George Griffith, who is in the third season of Twin Peaks from 2017. It's called Twin Peaks The Return. And uh, we got to meet him. Well, I guess we met him a while ago. Uh, but we spent a lot more time with him this past weekend because we went to uh, the real Twin Peaks Days event in uh, outside of Seattle. And, uh, you know, if you're a Twin, Peak, Twin Peaks nerd, you uh, you kind of know about this stuff. But, uh, but yeah, we got together with some like-minded people and he was uh, gracious enough to come and do like a Q&A and spend some time with people. And he's actually a big Twin Peaks nerd as well ever since it aired in uh, the 90s, and so uh, I think he was just really glad to be there anyway. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it, we, we ended up having a dinner with him and some other people and talking about movies, and he was super great, and his girlfriend is great, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we can't wait to go back, and uh, I, I won't even go into all the other details because you might not want to hear that, but basically it was a fantastic weekend that we had and uh met some amazing people and i can't wait i may even have some of those people on this show someday would you like that let's make that happen uh but yes the movie from the head uh it's a story about his time as a bathroom attendant in a strip club and uh it's very cheap on amazon prime if you want to rent it cheaper than it should be i think they should bump up the price and uh it was good and it's very personal personal story to him is that it is that all i gotta say i think that's fine this has been spencer dispensing information this episode is done <laughs>